Amazing. So today we're uh, recording another episode of the Becoming Cosmically You podcast. And today we've got the amazing Zenka Caro. So Zenka, um, explain to us who you are, what you do. Well, I love the name of your podcast because many several years ago, I had this realization that, wait a minute, maybe I'm an ET having a human experience. <laughs> and that whole idea became really interesting to me because it was very empowering to me and many other people to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm not just this small human. Maybe there's something bigger about me. Maybe maybe there's knowledge that's come through in another time. Maybe we're here to do something important and beautiful. So I ended up starting a mystery school called the Starseed Academy, where we take people through a hands-on experiential training um but it's really it's really almost like experiences where they get in and they're doing light language on the first class they're doing remote viewing on the first class so it's not sitting listening to someone talk it's you can do this too and i'm going to throw you in the deep end right now and and sometimes not thinking about it <laughs> a lot drives the experience and people are like oh my gosh i just got the remote viewing target how did that happen and the question is, we don't even know how it happens. It just, mm -hmm. it's an intuition. It's not logical. It's not in our normal understanding. Uh, you were saying that maybe you're going to have some channeled messages come through. Well, what is even that? It's access to information that you didn't study in a book. Mm -hmm. It's tapping into something that's, that's you, you know, it's, so this whole thing has fascinated me to no end. And we've created kind of a research platform. So the other thing that was interesting about the name of your podcast is that it has purpose involved in it. And I, my theory is that if you find your purpose and calling and joy and passion in life, not only are you helping everyone around you through your frequency of joy, you're also on your own magic carpet ride where literally life starts to bloom around you, manifest. You're like, how did that even happen? Like, whoa, my, you know, and it's because the universe is saying, yes, 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 yes. And so in our LightNet side of um, our nonprofit, so we have this, this, the Starseed Academy and LightNet side, we, we're studying a hundred people on how they found their purpose. Mm. And we're looking for patterns. Did they channel? Did they do astrology? Did they travel? Did they do a silent retreat? Did they know when there were seven? And then we put all those books and resources and everything. And we invite people in the small groups of eight starting later this year um, in the probably the summer um, to, to get into groups of eight and get thrown into it. It's like, okay, you got eight weeks to figure out this, this deep yearning inside you. Let's experiment with a small team of eight and see if we can pull everyone through. Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's me in a nutshell, curiosity, citizen science, human potential. Yeah. I love that Zinka. You know, why I love that so much is because I always say to my clients, just get the fuck on with it. Like, I think we can learn so much by just do doing the action. And I think a lot of times humans stop themselves from just taking the action because I think sometimes they're actually afraid of getting a result that they may not feel ready for, right? 
or they may be scared of the next step or they may be scared of the unknown or they may be scared of their true power and that stops them. But I love how you just throw people in there. My team is sharing this image of you just literally almost some, some of them friendly boops over the edge, but some of them are like throwing them into this like deep hole. <laughs> I love those images. Yeah. And you talk about scared. Well, I'm actually scared that people die without knowing what they're capable of. Mm. I'm scared of people dying without knowing what their passion is <laughs> like, and curiosity is. So this is the cool thing also is that when you're in a loving community, you know, I'm sure when your clients work with you, they can take that scary step because you're right there loving them through it. So all you, you know, maybe you can't do it with your family. Maybe you can't do it with your, you know, whatever partner. Maybe you can't do it with, with your coworkers, but in a safe environment and you can't even do magic if you're not relaxed. That's mm -hmm. what we've realized. So it's, yeah, it's about relaxing. It's not going to be the end of the world. Your ego is going to freak out probably, but... <laughs> <laughs> gets used to it and then it gets, and then it gets really turned on by it it's just like I want more like what else can I do wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> I love that so of all the people that you kind of interviewed on um you know all the different skills and gifts and finding their purpose did you find any patterns on on how people located their gifts yeah so one of the patterns we've interviewed 50 people and one of the big patterns is being able to be yourself despite your environment around you. Mm. So it's that deeper authenticity going, well, I can't really listen to all of the hodgepodge that's around me. I have to follow my gut instinct and my heart. And that you have, so maybe it's not even your friends or parents that are saying, that's not a good idea. How are you going to make money? Or what are you doing? Or, or are you sure, you know, or what? It, maybe it's just voices in your head. Mm. And a lot of the other pattern, a lot of people know before they're seven, why they're here. And then they forget it because society shuts them down and go, you can't be a game designer, but your belief in yourself is the only thing that matters because that's how quantum physics works. Mm. You're the observer of your own play. So if you don't even believe in yourself, the, the, the math of the rest of it is going to fall apart. And yeah. it is very scary to step out when you're going into something unknown, you don't know how to believe in yourself because you've never done it before. Right. It's like, mm. So there's all these things where you just have to go, I'm just going to take the next step mm. and I can always go backwards and I can always go to the side and I can always go over there. So there's nothing that's like permanent, you know, you can always change up, but that initial courage is what's going to fuel your curiosity. And I think, so that's, that's been a strong thing that's come through is, is like figuring out how to be authentic with you because mm. Um, you can't live for everyone else. It's gonna get all mangled up <laughs> because they're, because you're supposed to be you, they're supposed to be them. And then if it gets all confusing after that, you, you run into some risk of missing 
the miracle that that will it that will like come out from you if you do follow your passion and it can be anything there's different passions you can love cooking and when you make those meals that's like super nourishing to you and the person you just cooked for that's amazing so it doesn't it can be anything but just to be coherent every day with your with what you're saying what you're doing and what you're feeling mm-hmm. right so if you're coherent with all that stuff then you're probably really close to being on your way of just having the world also accommodate to your truth and support mm. your truth mm. you know yeah so true. Said the nun. <laughs> it's not easy maybe I think I think the other thing my team was saying is that you've got to be really really good about calling yourself out on your own bullshit right because if it's working it's working and it feels good but if it's not working, you need to decide what you're going to do about it, right? And take that self ownership. And and like you say, you know, we we're not we're not. I always say we're not trees. We're not stuck in one place. We get to move. We get to choose. We get to choose what timeline we want to hop on with instant and ease. And yet, there are still people in the collective wearing this like badge of pain of honor you know, where people still believe that this work is really, really difficult or really hard or gets to be long and 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 or painful, you know, and they like wearing that badge because it brings them a certain amount of community within that, I guess. And I don't know whether you see that within your work. I assume you do because you're nodding a lot, but, you know. I Yeah, I resonate that a lot with myself even. You know, my main message for my guys is grace and ease. And I'm like, you know, running around all the time, pushing, pushing, pushing. And it's, you have to have, well, one of the other secrets to success often is longevity. So if you um, change your mind every five minutes or every year about where you're going, that's totally fine. Um, But, but you also, there's an accumulation that happens when you keep telling the universe, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be hairstyles and I'm going to do it. And maybe the first cuts are not good, but you just keep showing up for that. And it's not always, you know, like you don't always get the results you want, but if you stay consistent, there is, I guarantee you, there is no, um, way that you cannot get the result that you're setting out to. If you keep going, I mean, I've had times where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm changing directions. I was like, no, but you're just on the learning curve of this. Like take what you've learned and keep going. But what you're saying about the grace and ease and and how it can be easy, things can be easy when you're in alignment and when you're in self-love, because what you're talking about is almost like punishments. Like I have to be punished in order to get a result that I want, like this has to be hard. I have to work hard all the, you know, so all that is, it's a choice you're making in a way, you know? So you're right. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, benefit to relaxing and having other people around you too, like that are saying, 
that are encouraging you to keep going when it's hard or to, to, to yourself, you know, you, you almost have to be your, your own best friend. So when your day totally went south and you're like, oh, um, be your own best friends. Like, what do you need? We'll take a bath or do this. You know what I mean? So there's, there's, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's an interesting journey, but I, but I really believe in everyone's capability to do really whatever you want mm-hmm. uh i mean we're doing spoon bending we're doing music with ets we're doing this crazy stuff that seems impossible and yet someone's done it we did it other people are doing crazy stuff people are getting out of wheelchairs so mm-hmm. nothing is nothing nothing is impossible and and everyone's capable so there's no special thing about me versus you versus anyone else we've mm-hmm. all been given the power to come in alignment with ourself and all that is. And mm-hmm. that is the alignment that creates reality in the, in the most synchronistic, powerful, beautiful, mind-blowing way. Mm. I love that. And the thing is, the more people who actually step up and follow their passion, whatever that is, that gives other people the invitation, right? Oh, so-and-so is following it. So, you know, I'm going to follow something. And I'm seeing this shift. I mean, I left a corporate career over 10 years ago. I used to be a tax advisor. And (laughs) I was just like, I'm not going to carry on doing this anymore. And um, I left that world. But, um, you know, I'm seeing a massive shift in a lot of corporate women now going into healing. And I think it's so beautiful that people are starting to shift into what they actually want to do rather than what they're being told or they're being driven by money because, you know, the money will always show up once you've given the service. And I think people forget that disconnect. You know, it's not, it has to be service and passion first and then the money will find you. All the abundance, you know, infinite abundance obviously is a is a, a much more potent energy than the money um ever is <laughs> and um did you say at the beginning you were doing what was the sorry t what did she say oh yeah remote viewing um for our listeners who don't know what that is could you explain a little bit about how you see that yeah so remote viewing has been researched for many years and it's a pretty much a proven scientific way for to locate things so what happens is you shut down you go into a meditative state or an intuitive state and you can access information from another location or time so you can basically say what does it look like in california in la on this street at this time and who's there and and often it's used by police forces to locate um you know, missing persons or things like that. And they, believe me, they employ these people to do this. And the government has done a lot of work in this too. What we decided to do was do off-planet remote viewing. And that's what our specialty is. So Alan Steinfeld, who um, from New Realities, he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, He's also written a book called Making Contact. He started off doing the teams. He's gonna be in his eighth season. And we started in these eight to 12 group teams. And, you know, he spent the first two weeks getting people just to go into their intuition. It's almost like you have to stop thinking Mm. because if you think like I was in his class many times 
And I, the first class I was like, my logical mind's like, he, he would have a target that was hidden. And I would be like, is it blue? You know, is it red? Is it an animal? You know what I mean? So I was like muscle testing. To, I thought that was an interesting way to pare down the options. And he's like, stop what you're doing. You know, he's like, stop, you know, just draw on the paper what it is right now. And I drew a line, a couple more lines and a circle. And it was exactly the target. The target was a sun on the water with a bench that had those lines. And he's like, how did you get that answer? And I was like, I don't know. And he said, perfect. <laughs> there's something the more logical so in remote viewing when you name something when you go oh it must be a flower you've cut your perception off because your mind has closed in on that thing so you're supposed to say well I don't know I sense that it smells good that it's soft and then it kind so we use a lot of drawing because it kind of gets you out of that that mm. shut down state yeah I love that and I always say like if I could cut my head off that would be so much more beneficial because I think if we could just forget our minds and our brains and move everything down into our heart space to think to feel to grow everything within our heart space the world would just be so different right yeah it really would and the probably what's stopping most of people from doing anything talking about going back to the purpose is your subconscious mind so cutting off your whole head maybe that would work because your subconscious mind stops you from everything and you don't even know that it's doing it and you don't even know what it thinks about anything because it's hidden to you but it's creating your reality so you might go i want to be a professional hairdresser but your, but your subconscious mind is going, I don't know, what if I mess up someone's hair? Or what if I can't quit my corporate job to do it? Or whatever the conversation is. So you, I mean, we, we encounter that in spoon bending. Some people think because of past generations, because you have seven generations in your body, and then you really have all your generations in your mother line and your DNA. But some people are like, oh yeah, I think it's unsafe. We do muscle testing and pendulums. Like they think it's unsafe for them to bend a spoon. Mm -hmm. So they're in, they're in the session. We do them once a month for our, in our, in our Starseed Academy and people come there because they want to bend the spoon, but their subconscious mind is like, that's not safe to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get burned at the stake, which is yeah. totally outdated, right? Nobody's burning anyone at the stake for bending the spoons. You know, it's all over TikTok, you know? So <laughs> The world has changed and the world has gotten open-minded and nobody's, you know, yeah, I don't buy into all the paranoia and the like big brothers watching me, like all that stuff. I just live my life freely and joyfully. Mm, I agree. I, I think sometimes when I see that stuff about people blaming the system, or the matrix, or the rules, or this or that. I'm just like, you're just using that as an excuse not to do the thing that you want to do. And I think we really have to shout louder about, because I think when you are happy and you live like a contented life, whatever that means to you, um, those people are generally a little bit quieter than the ones that are the angry ones, right? 
And I think when you are happy, when you are just living a really fucking contented life, even if and even when, if someone looked in and went, I don't understand why she's happy, she's fucking delusional kind of thing. If it means so much to you, then you really need to shout about it and tell people how happy you are. Because that energy is going to help other people, right? It's going to give people that confidence to just go after what it is they want rather than looking at someone else and saying, oh, you know, I've got to own a big house or a Lamborghini or I've got to have millions in the bank. You know, those things are beautiful. But what do they mean to you? Like, what do you want? What does your heart say? And I think the happier you are, I think the more you should shout about things. But it's usually the other way around, I find, in the collective world anyway. The the beings beyond this 3D realm are very loud about being happy, as I'm sure you'll know from their energies that they transmute to us. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we And we get to be careful about who we spend time with, how we spend time, because, you know, the, the computer and the internet and the TV is telling you that the sky is falling every single day, economic crash, this, that, whatever. And so you're either in that energy because they're making a lot of money. Even the spiritual community is getting a lot of views because they're like, prepare, you know what I mean? And I went through those phases where I was like, okay, got to get some extra rights. But I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's important for us to recognize what you just said, that when you're, if you can master your reality and your relationships, you're going to be okay no matter what happens. And the sky is always falling. It always has been. There's always been people saying it's the end of the world, always. Mm-hmm. But we're actually in like a new chapter. It's it's like the beginning of the world. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this is going to be the galactic renaissance is about to happen. Where every <laughs> people like us are empowered. And there is unlimited. I believe that this is some sort of a, you know, I don't know, a hologram or a lesson or a learning or or some sort of school or something. So it's not like you are just working with yourself to shine yeah. <laughs> and enjoy that the the love. Like I've started to even notice if I'm not taking care of my body or even my mind, it actually affects my friends and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If I have a huge breakthrough, my friends have a big breakthrough too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, take care of yourself in your mind and if you're listening to this, you're probably one of the people that are supposed to be in the creation crew. There's teardown crew and there's creation crew. Mm -hmm. The teardown crew can complain about the old system all they want because that's their job is to say, Hey, this has to change. And this is why, and this is a reality. And these people are doing this and that, and we need to change. So that's great. And then there's other group of people who are here because they're supposed to show us what, what is possible in the next wave, in the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely the team that I chose to be on because like you said, it's just, it's more, it's closer to how I believe reality to be that there's something about our inner world that's in our outer world. And so if I'm angry and upset, which I've been, I've been through all this, that's <laughs> why so I could talk about it, you know, <laughs> I left my country, I expatriated, that's how disgusted I was with the United States, you know what I mean, at some time in 2004, I was like, I can't deal with all this war, like, what is going on, like, so I get it, 
Um, but I'm, I feel I'm much powerful this way is, is showing people what's possible rather than tearing down what we have. Mm, I agree. It's way more expansive as well, because you can use your energy, like you say, to create the new. And that's what we're here to do. Right. And I think there may be a lot of fear and scarcity around what that looks like, because it's completely new when we're going into the unknown. But that for me is really empowering because there are no rules and we get to start from scratch pretty much. You know, I'm speaking to a lot of people on the podcast right now who are noticing that all the old ways of doing things, all the things around wealth, around money, around modalities are no longer working. They're all crumbling down. And these people are actually the ones that are creating their own modalities around their own experience. And I find that so beautiful. Because, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, uh, we're not going to have healing modalities or healers because everyone will be able to access information naturally, inherently and, and intuitively themselves. You know, there's not going to be such a thing as going to a healer. And I see it in my world. I don't know if you have kids at uh, Zenka, but I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and my six-year-old will literally take on the world in her own hands, you know? She'll go up to strangers and she'll tell them how it is. And she'll, she has boundaries. She understands how to heal herself, how to help her sister, how to energy cleanse, how to connect with fairies. She has her own light language already. And my eight-year-old does as well. But one's a fairy, one's a, a dragon. So I live in a very kind of spiritually connected house. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I have a 10 year old and yeah, that the kids are being born differently and they're very lucky to have you as a mom because, you know, like I said, most people get shut down. I, kids are in hypno, hypnotic state where they're building their subconscious from zero to seven. Mm. So you've already instilled them with a lot of concepts and knowing that then they can take out with them and use that as a solid ground. And that's great. Boundaries, self-healing, um, you know, a, a connecting with the, with the other realms readily, like that's all right here. It's all possible for all of us, but we stopped believing in that. And so we've slammed doors, locked doors, slammed them. You know, it's, it's like, now it's like, we have to become more childlike mm -hmm. in order to access what is right, right here. And yeah. the kids do the spoon bending, like no problem because they're not in their heads. They don't care if they do it or not. There's no performance pressure and they're just free, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I love kids a lot. Um, kids and animals and nature. I think humans uh, make things a little bit more difficult for themselves as they get older, really. And I love how you brought the message through of becoming more childlike, because I really feel like that's what this journey is. It's connecting back to who you really are and what you really love. And, and then once you're in that zone, it doesn't really matter what you have physically, because everything feels beautiful anyway. And you just have this deep sense of gratitude. Yet most of us have have been on this journey of really learning what gratitude is right not out of a book not out of but real life lessons where you've been on your fucking ass and you've had to be grateful for nothing and then you put yourself up and you feel on top of that and I feel like that is what success is not like all the external stuff that comes with it it's it's 
picking yourself up after falling from grace, as they say, and really being grateful to even open your eyes. And I think sometimes people forget the true essence of what it is to experience being human here. Yeah. We're here to experience emotions and and I think you're talking about resilience because I've been there many times where you just, you, you have to pick, like you said, you have to pick yourself up and be grateful for nothing. Be grateful that you're alive, basic yeah. stuff and, yeah. and start from there. That's a beautiful message. I love your message. I love your vibe. I love your, your MO because it's, it's really direct and empowering and fun. And those are really great ways to be with ourselves because it shortcuts a lot of the roundabout. And mm. that's really powerful because if you can empower yourself, that's there's nobody can take that from you. You know what I mean? And if you can find your joy and fun, nobody can take that from you. Uh, no. And that's, you know, that's, yeah, worth more than the Lamborghini, because I, I would imagine that, yeah, you know, I don't know what happiness levels are across different socioeconomic things, but feeling safe, yeah. feeling secure in who you are, having people around you recognize that you're doing you, like you said, yeah. that. And, and, and that's one thing that we have noticed because we ask that question to all 100 participants in the Purpose Lab. We say, how does living your purpose affect other people around you? Mm. And they were like, oh, well, it, it gives them permission to be themselves too. <laughs> so, mm. so everything you do matters and everything you do is is loving the the others in your life. And so anything that you can do to love yourself more, to heal yourself more, to find your joy to is 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 powerful for everyone mm. around you everyone in your life i agree and any of you got time my team want to know about your alien music um i don't know if you've got time to share that with us for about your project yeah so um <laughs> my team uh is not the light language the remote viewing etc my team was this radio contact where we use ham radios to contact aliens and we would bring in ships with them and do all this stuff. And the every season, because we look at these as research teams, because I'm like, why, why is education always based on what we already know? Like, why can't we study stuff we don't know, you know? So we progressed each season and start the first season was get the radios to talk. The second season was get the aliens to send us pictures which we did. The next season was get them to use their voices through the radio, which we did. I mean, just mind blowing stuff. Then we decided to make music with ETs. Like that was, oh, wow. okay, let's just do it. Cause it's not, it's not cerebral, you know, like, and so we set out and we're like, okay, let's do it. And we got all these, you know, theremins and these different devices that they could play. We got this, we attracted this guy into the team that was a phone app guy that made phone apps for dead people he made like a lot of <laughs> styles is his name vb um vbe uh on on the app store so anyway so he was like i was like do your apps work for ets along, along with dead people he's like oh he's like i don't well he's like i don't know let's try so we did it 
And we would call in ETs and we would ask them who they are. And they'd be like, yeah, we're three Andromedans. I mean, it was hysterical. And when we started the class for two weeks, they didn't sing to us at all. They didn't do anything to, for us. It was silence. I was like, we, we need to have at least, I think it was 15 minutes of silence every class because we've got to let them do it, you know, talk to us. You know, we got to give them the space to do it. Nothing happened for two weeks. And I was like, okay, wow. I was like, maybe I took it too far this season. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started, um, I was like, we got to serenade them. So we started serenading them. So we had 15 minutes of us like singing, playing music. Like none of us knew how to sing. You know, we were just like, whatever. And, and sure enough, they started coming through the devices. Mm. And by the end, they were going to town. They would get on these apps where they could play guitar and they would go on and on and on. They would play piano that sounded terrible. They would, like, <laughs> radios would go off. I mean, it was hysterical. And it was this trans-dimensional love affair of like, of anthropology where just like, wow <laughs> and then we remixed everything uh and uh and, and basically built songs with them so we made we made we made actual music with them it was so touching we're gonna yeah. do in LA we're gonna do it again uh for Conscious Life Expo so we're gonna have whatever 50 people in a room 40 people in a room and we'll call it in Wow, that's so beautiful. Um, my team gave me this vision quite a few years ago now of creating um, light language in music form to facilitate healing. So maybe you could push it one step further and ask them for collective, generational, rapid, transformational healing uh, through their music. That would be pretty epic, wouldn't it? Yes, that would be amazing. let's do that that. we had our tuning forks out the 432 we had all sorts of stuff but I love that let's ask them to bring us healing frequencies Mm. they they sometimes do that like when we had 50 people out on the land in Sedona doing a CE5 where we're calling in ships they started doing these frequencies that I'd never heard like he So it was like these strong notes that were blasting through the radio and then they were like progressing up. I mean, it was wild. And I felt like they were tuning us. They were like, you know, they were like, and they told us to meet them halfway and that they would be there. Like if we could get up a certain, to a certain frequency that they would meet, go down, meet us, and then be able to, we'd be able to go further from there. It was fascinating. Wow, that's so cool. I don't know if you already know this, and uh, apologies if you do, but my team just want me to remind you that the reason why it worked on the fact that you had to serenade them first is because uh, usually beings like you to go first. They like to um, you. They like you to serve them, right? And then they will serve back, like a game of chess, as as in such the same way as the universe works as well. So. I'm sure you knew that, but um, just for our readers and our listeners, you know, I I learned this lesson a long, long time ago about service, that you have to be willing to serve these beings, these beautiful beings that have, you know, on some occasions have actually been tortured and, and received a lot of resistance from humans. So they don't come close to you unless you are open to receive with, with heart and 
in a full state of surrender, right? With no 3D resistance. They they don't want to come near that stuff. So if anyone's struggling to connect in the way that we're saying is possible, it's usually because you're creating resistance around it or you're asking too much of them before giving anything of yourself. And I think that is a, such a beautiful life lesson in, in general is that we have to go first, right? We have to give before we receive. I love that. That's so beautiful. I And I believe that. I believe that too. They, they, they want our respect and love and they, they can sense all of it very, very straight and truthfully. And I think that that's a great way to go about life too, you know, yeah. is, is just, what can I add to this situation? Mm. I agree. And, wow. And, I'm really excited about your future projects. And I see it feels like you're really kind of like bending reality. My team was saying you're really bending the possibilities of it. They show me this vision of you taking the metaphysical and the 3D and like making it into this beautiful like candy cane where you're like twisting and bending and making this beautiful like stick of rock. That is hysterical because as I was getting ready to get on your podcast, I'm literally sending to the printer a poster of me that says Bend Reality because that's my, the name of my talk at Conscious Life Expo. <laughs> and here you're saying Bend Reality. So, and these are the, you know, the twisty spoons that we do. But that's so beautiful. You, you're very connected. And I'm so glad that you're stewarding a community. I'm so glad you're stewarding those two girls. I mean, wow. What a what a beautiful human you are. I'm so glad to have gotten to spend time with you today. Oh, you too. You're also on the like little quirky, funny, crazy side as well. And I love that about your your beingness here, that you don't kind of take it all too seriously, you know, because I think a lot of people in the human collective take this spiritual work way too seriously. And it doesn't have to be. It gets to be a whole fuck ton of fun if you just allow yourself to go with it, you know? Just does. <laughs> I'm going to be laughing about fuck ton of fun all day long. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, that. My camera's bobbing up and down when I laugh. That's funny. <laughs> we do these online spoon bending I'm like you guys are doing the funnest thing that anyone's doing tonight Friday night you know what I mean like what else could you be doing that's more fun than bending spoons with your mind like like, (laughs) I don't know I think so (laughs) I love that you're bringing such like playful energy as well to the spiritual world it really needs like an injection of fun so thank you for that it's really really needed um, is there anywhere that people can find you and find out more about you and just stalk and bask in your quirky energy? How can they stalk you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are, uh, we just launched a site a couple days ago, starseedacademy.org. And you can check that out. We have uh, a collaborator membership that's all year long, 72 events for 144 bucks. So it's like, calling all starseeds like let's come together and and support each other and be there and and be in these workshops and 
And so, so yeah, I invite all of you guys out there, if you're a light worker, a star seed, a hybrid, a, you know, a, a consciousness leader to join us because when we come together, we reinforce each other and we hold each other and we support, we support each other in a loving way. And it can be very, very powerful. Um, and then we're on social media at our light net. So YouTube and, and all those things, Instagram, our light net. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, I hope people check out and I hope people come stalk you in your energy. Thank you. It's been amazing to have you on and connect with uh, another alien being um, who's just a human body. It very rarely happens, to be honest, nowadays, but it's very cool when it does. And um, are there any other messages you want to share with the, the podcast? No? Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start recording and then I'll have a little chat with you um, aside. Okay. All right. Thanks for everyone for watching and listening and uh, we'll speak to you soon.